0: argue that a national minimum wage is unlikely to reduce the gap between rich and poor and that all it will do is that it will negatively affect workers in this country. So on the forum at 8 this morning we are asking you and as always we want you to weigh in on this particular discussion. The question we are asking is what is the impact? What do you think the impact will be of the implementation of a national minimum wage on future employment prospects in South Africa? And and uh, then we have uh, in studio joining us for this discussion this morning, uh, Mr. Omanma Shaba, who's a prominent entrepreneur here in South Africa and chairman of uh, Lipati Investments. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you very much uh, for really engaging me on this important uh, discussion and I, th- I think debate. And I think as a South African, uh, we, we need to robustly to really discuss this matter because I think for me, it's of really very serious concern.
0: And uh, joining us also on the line is Mr. Tembinkosi Mkalipi, Acting Deputy Director General at the Department of Labor. Grateful that you're always uh, ready to speak to us, Mr. Mkalipi. Good evening and good
2: day to Mr. Mashaba.
0: And we also have joining us from COSATU, uh, Strategies Coordinator uh, of the uh, COSATU Secretariat there, Mr. Neil Coleman. Thanks for your time, Neil.
3: Thank you, Sakina, and greetings to the listeners.
0: And uh, Neil, you know, I, I just want to get straight into this particular matter, because there's been a lot of talk, and uh, you, for example, have charged that there's a lot of misinformation that is being spread around uh, this particular matter of the national minimum wage. So let me start with you. How about you lay the foundation for us?
3: Sure, sure, Sakina. I mean, there is a lot of misinformation, but I don't think we should be surprised by that, because... The stakes in a debate like this are very, very high. When the ANC announced in its election manifesto that it planned to introduce a national minimum wage, obviously there were people in the country that were uh, unhappy that their pockets would be hit by it, but there are a lot of people out there who who may have have, have incorrect information about what we're actually dealing with. Now, what we're dealing with in South Africa is that the majority of working people are actually living in poverty, over half uh, of workers in South Africa earn according to stats south africa's latest figures earn less than 3100 rand a month and if you're an african worker uh over, over half of african workers earn less than 2600 rand a month now the the uh sort of university institutions and others have estimated that it would cost a family of five at the very minimum uh, 4500 to 5000 rand to support to support themselves so uh, the majority of those of those families uh, in, in, who are supported by those breadwinners are living in poverty. So we're also talking about a situation where the average wage in South Africa, that is the, not, not the median, but the, the average when you take high-income earners into account, is now about 15,000 rand a month. So there's a huge gap between the lower half of the of the income earners and the and the and the upper income earners who, who, who are raising that average level so what what the ANC is proposing is by raising the floor uh, at which low-income earners are earning is to reduce the levels of income inequality but also to bring uh, many many workers out of out of poverty now you know Mr. Mashaba and the Free Market Foundation argue that this will negatively affect the the unemployed But this simply is not borne out by evidence, uh, either in South Africa or internationally. In fact, in a range of countries like Latin America, where they've um, uh, massively increased the national minimum wage, there's also been a concomitant increase in in employment because of the demand effect of uh, workers who now have spending power able to to drive the uh, economic development. So uh, the, the, the argument is, the, the debate is, 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 is more complex than simply drawing a direct relationship between uh, employment and the level of wages. And we can go into that in a bit more detail later.
1: Herman. I think, you know, it's really quite interesting listening to Mr. Coleman uh, with obviously coming out with an argument, uh, looking only at his constituency, the employed South Africans. And actually not even looking at employed South Africans, looking mainly at kosatu uh, constituency, which is what? Just under two million South Africans. We're in a country with one of the highest unemployment rates in the world, sitting with those two, 36% of our people not working. In terms of numbers, you're talking about 8.3 million South Africans. Half of this being youth, 65% of them being black youth in our communities, in our townships. That is why our kids uh, uh, and families are turning into drug addicts. They're turning into alcohol alcoholics because uh, our people have never really had an opportunity to, uh, to work. So I think what we need to do, I think the debate today is actually quite interesting in the sense that we have the Department of Labor that is supposed to be the one actually looking into the employment situation in our country. I think to, for COSATU and Mr. Coleman, that's great for them to really be doing the best for, for their members. And I think, personally, I would like our people to earn a million rands a day, not even a month. But at the end of the day, let's really look at our situation with a high numbers of unemployed South Africans. Some some of our men and women in this country for the last 10 years have not really had an opportunity to work. We go into the communities every day. Where I see kids at 14, 15, they've never seen their mothers and fathers working up in the morning, going to work because this country's uh, legislative framework, labor legislative framework, is so much against small business. We always looking at uh, punishing small business uh, uh, for the benefit of, of, of big business. I think for as long as we, we operate like this, as a country, we'll suffer. You know, very uh, I mean, few uh, just over a week ago, few days ago, we had uh, the global competitive report. South Africa, it's actually the uh, 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 dropping down. And you look at it to a large extent, it's our draconian labour legislation, that is in place punishing small business what we need as a country we need a legislative framework that can encourage small businesses to operate and kickstart our economic growth our economy uh, right now we're talking about uh, growing at uh, 1.8 1.7 percent yesterday our red uh, report economists are saying even 1.5 percent will be lucky to achieve it now if we, the economy is going to be growing at under 1.5 percent are we going to really arrest the unemployment in our country it can only get worse you don't even really have to really be an economist to actually work this one out. What actually for me is actually quite disturbing, I read reports of by economists working for Treasury, I read reports uh, uh, prepared by a Reserve Bank, uh, Reserve Bank, and all of them they will tell you to, uh, that uh, um, to our labour legislation to, to a large extent, it's a responsible for, for the performance of our, our economy. So why the executive in this country, uh, the Department of Labour is not obviously heeding to to, to, to to this situation so that our people can get employment opportunities. And I think for as long as we, we want to operate like this, we will forever punish our people. But at the end of the day, all of us as South Africans will eventually pay the price because we will have social instability in, in our country. And I don't really believe and personally, as Herman Mashaba, I'm not prepared to sit back and really watch the situation and say to the people that I saw what was happening and I did nothing.
0: A good thing we have the Department of Labor represented. Uh, Temiko and your response
2: to that? Yeah, I mean, we can't respond on rhetoric. I mean, if Ms. Mashaba wants to add value in this debate. And she if, if is our labor laws. I mean, we need to start saying what part of this labor laws, which section, what is it that you're talking about? I mean, other than the rhetoric. I mean, the issue of a minimum wage is not new in this country. We've got minimum wages around presently. Now, the issue for me is the level of the minimum wage that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we're going to introduce a national minimum wage, there's no doubt that depending on the level that you take it, uh, it might have effect. If you put a very high minimum wage, it will have an effect on jobs. There's no doubt about that. If you put a very low minimum wage, it will have the effect on wages. Therefore, for me, it's not a principle debate whether should we have a minimum wage or not, because you have got different minimum wage already. The issue is it, at what level should we take that minimum wage?
0: No, 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 let's get to that. At what level? And what are we talking about? Is this, you know, generally across all sectors? What exactly? You know, give us clarity on this matter.
2: Well, we can't give you clarity on this, on this matter. At this stage, remember, the Deputy President announced that uh, on the... November. We're starting the process of discussion uh, in the labor market through the network process that will look at all of these issues. And we don't think that it is right now at this stage to come up and say this is a level that we think it should be at. We are going to be coming up in that discussion, indicate what we think is the best level, what we think the minimum wage should look like. What are the issues that we need to take into consideration when we introduce? It's a very complex uh, subject that we're dealing with. Uh, and therefore, I don't think it's going to be wise for me to indicate and say this. What, what I'm saying is that the principle of minimum wage is not new in this country. Uh, and therefore, for me, it's not about whether should should have minimum wage or not. Uh, therefore, I'm introducing an angle that says, if there's any discussion, the discussion that the deputy president is starting, look at the level and what effect of that in that level will do in the labor market
0: it's 20 years into democracy what has been the difficulty in actually starting you know uh, and moving forward a lot more purposefully on this matter a lot earlier mr. mkalipi yeah,
2: but but I mean when you ask that question you ask me that question if that there is no flow of right that will been introduced over the 20 years. the I've said to you, we've got minimum wage for domestic workers. Is it enough? We've got minimum wage for farm workers. We've got minimum wage for security workers. We've got minimum wage. The Biden Council sets minimum wage for their sectors. There are a variety of tools. Therefore, you can't ask that question as if nothing has happened in the 20 years.
0: People would say those are minimum wages that can still be scoffed at. Because, uh, I mean, if you say that the average wage is 2,600 rand a month, how do people live on that in the main?
2: Well, some of those wages that we're talking about are wages that are agreed by organizations themselves, by trade unions themselves in bargaining countries. Therefore, uh, if you think that as government uh, we should have the power to decide when workers themselves and employers ask, rate, some of those wages, as I say, are discussed by the parties, and that's a debate that we're going to have, as I say, uh, 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 starting from November, whether 2,000 is, is enough for people to leave, uh, and then consider the effect of whatever level that we're putting in. The... Neil Coleman, you wanted to come in?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, firstly, Mr. Uh, uh, K- 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 is, is is quite correct that the... The principle of the national minimum wage is has is, it should not be controversial. It's been accepted quite broadly. Um, the issue is about the structure of our wage system, not just at the minimum, but the entire wage wage structure. And just you know, to agree with him also that our discussion must be evidence based. You know, the 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 free market foundation puts out a lot of ideologically driven propaganda. And, for example, they haven't looked at the survey by the UCT's DPRU, which shows that after the introduction of the sectoral determinations, which introduced the minimum wages that Mr. Mkalipi was speaking about in different sectors, uh, they looked at what the job crash, the employment effect was from 2002 to 2007, and they found that taking all the sectors into account, there was actually a creation of a net creation of 650,000 jobs in those sectors, despite the introduction of the minimum wages. So we must look at at the at the reality. The question of the 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 level at which the national minimum wage will be pegged, uh, it, quite correctly, um, uh, Ms. Mkalipe, indicates that that's a discussion that still needs to to to, to unfold. But we need to relate that level of that national minimum wage to the, to the basic uh, needs that people have. If you look internationally at the yardsticks and the benchmarks used by, for example, by the ILO, International Labour Organization, and other organizations, they, they, they look at a relationship between the basic necessities and cost of living of workers and their families and the, and the minimum wages. And in South Africa, that is uh, uh, estimated being between 4,500 and 5,500 rand. Now, whether we can immediately peg the national minimum wage at that level or not is obviously going to be a discussion. Do we phase it in, uh, et cetera? But the current very low levels of the minimum wages are are, are are a problem because it can't be correct that workers work hard for long hours without basic protection in terms of, Uh, retirement funds and other benefits and at the end of the day they're still living in poverty struggling to to, to get transport to work struggling to to buy basic basic necessities our economy can't operate on that basis I mean if we take the free market foundation logic to its uh, extreme conclusion then we should reintroduce child labor and even slave labor you know where do we stop in terms of removing the protections and the basic rights which 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 workers have so we need to move forward based not just on the morality of what is what is correct we also need to look at the economics of it which is uh, that you need to to get out of the low uh, productivity low income poverty trap that our south african economy is in address the structural problems and move on to uh, a a more productive more um, um, uh, 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 demand-driven uh, type of economy in which we're also able to restructure our industries to produce the goods that workers can consume.
1: Herman it's, Mashaba? It's really so, uh, so unfortunate that uh, Mr. Uh, Coleman as part of our government has already reached a stage where he's uh, regarding the 8.3 million South Africans, almost 36% of the potential workforce saying that is propaganda. I mean... <laughs> where are we as a nation? We sit with one one of the highest unemployment rates in the world, and and our government tells us this is propaganda by some forces. I mean, it's really quite unfortunate. I think uh, we we really need uh, the Department of Labor in particular to really intervene in in this regard, to really understand that uh, that this unemployment situation in in our country cannot really continue and expect uh, some of us as South Africans to keep quiet because uh, Mr. Coleman is going to regard this as, as propaganda. If it is propaganda, it's a propaganda that I believe we need to really live with, to make sure that we give our people, 8.3 million South Africans, an opportunity to work. One, is- one issue that Mr. from raised uh, earlier on about, to uh, be specific about some of aspects of mm-hmm. Labour legislation which we have a problem with. I'm sure South Africa is aware that on the 5th of March uh, 2013, the Free Market Foundation launched uh, a constitutional uh, court case against Section 32 over the Labour Act and, 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 and a piece of legislation totally violating our constitution. How this piece of legislation passed uh, our parliament is beyond be- belief and uh, for, for the last 18 months or so, the department and the begging and councils are refusing to actually, I believe, literally refusing to come to court. If they believe that the Free Market Foundation is uh, uh, it's not in line, the courts are there let us go to court. I'm happy personally to really meet them in an open court of law. Let's give South Africans an opportunity to unpack this piece of legislation, understand the people who actually passed this legislation totally ignoring our our constitution, violating the rights of uh, 8.3 million South Africans, destroying small business in our country. So we're ready anytime. Please, uh, uh, our court papers are there in in the high court in in Pretoria. We're ready tomorrow to really meet them in an open court of law and Ask South Africans to come and listen to the debates.
0: Well, interesting points being raised, and we'll take your calls when we come back on 0891-104-208.
1: For one weekend only, Santa will be the jazz capital of the world.